0: things to get to it's going to make you wonder why don't you get to the good things instead of doing the stupid thing you're doing now wow wow that's
1: supportive michael a little 30 second warning would be so helpful for instance i can talk for a while here for instance i'm taking um, a big bite of the blt marshall bot it's delicious so i've got this comparing
0: 30 somethings today to 30 somethings in 1970 Really interesting on a number of fronts. Let me hit you with one stat. First of all,
1: the latter group is much older now.
0: (laughs) Much fewer bell bottoms on today's 30 something Although, mustaches, almost exactly the same. Wow. has changed a bit. The most common living arrangement now for someone who's 30 years old, the most common living arrangement is with your parents in your parents' home. That is now the most common living arrangement.
1: As a 30-year-old? Yeah. Great googly moogly.
0: Currently. A plurality, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's at 31% because there's a bunch of options. Um, But the most common in 1975, 57% lived with a spouse in their own household. That's a major change in society. Or better or worse and i'll let you argue about that sure but, but um that's a major change in the structure of society and there are gazillions of things that would go along with that buying decisions
1: political beliefs savings all you know. kinds of things sure um what uh, percentage are doing that now the current thirty-year-olds married I don't with have a spouse number. in in they, home.
0: They just they just gave us what was the most common living arrangement. So That's back crappy. then, by we, by far the most common living arrangement was uh, in your own home with a spouse, and now it's at home with your parents. Yeah. Anyway, more on that coming up later.
1: The idea of of living at home at age thirty is like a nightmare to me. I can't even imagine it. The flip side, I suppose,
0: uh, for a lot of people, if your 26-year-old friends are married and live in their own home that they own,
1: they're probably an outlier. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Final note on the who might be running in 2020 thing, which I was going to get to, but I had a mouthful of bacon, lettuce, and tomato. I missed the fact that there already is a declared candidate for the Democrat Party. He's been running for three years now, which seems like plenty. Maryland Representative John Delaney. Okay. You know the last uh, president to be uh, elected right out of the house, Jack? A House of Reps guy get elected? Can you name him? That's right. James Garfield. (laughs) Thank you for that. John Delaney already running. Not to be confused with, isn't there a comedian named uh, John Delaney? Or is that Rob Delaney? I don't know. Yeah, that's Rob Delaney. He was uh, the... the Twitter guy that our guest was talking right. about the before we yeah. referenced earlier that makes horrifying jokes.
0: I should pay this off quickly. Also, what is the rat capital of the United States? Which city it is?
1: Chicago. Come on, Ratville. Chicago yeah. has the most rats. I've seen some terrifying rats in Chicago. Buddy of mine went to Chicago and, and and actually texted me a picture of a big old rat. The why is kind of interesting. The study suggests Liberalism.
0: <laughs> the study suggests dogs are to blame. The higher the concentration of dog poop, the bigger the number of
1: rats you'll have in your city. So there you go. Pick it up. Well, shouldn't there be uh Oh, dog poop. I was going to say shouldn't San Francisco be completely overrun by rats?
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't want thing? to
1: get into that. The
0: differences or whatever. Um coming up so do the rats eat it or I does that mean so? there are
1: fewer cats or Man, rats are filthy. Filthy beasts. Yeah, pretty gross.
0: Yeah. Um, we will talk about Trump's tweet about Iran coming up here in just a few minutes because it's kind of interesting. Some various responses out there.
1: Is he going to get
0: us into a war? Do we have a national poem or a poem that everybody knows in America? I don't know if we do, but apparently they do. The in, one about the guy from Nantucket? Uh, apparently they do in England. Rudyard Kipling's poem, If, is so well-loved in Britain, it has been repeatedly voted the nation's <clears throat> favorite poem. Wow. Year after year after year for decades. And it it has this line in it that that I didn't even know was from a poem, but it has in it the it, it's it's a pioneer of self help writing. The poem "If" by Kipling, "Keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you," is a, is in that poem. Wow, I didn't know that. I'd not heard the uh, complete line. I had neither. Oh. Keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. So at uh, Manchester University, doesn't really matter which college, but. Uh, the That shortens to Man You doesn't it? <laughs> they, they had painted the famous National Pride of England poem on the wall in one of the buildings, and British students painted over the Kipling mural protesting racist attitudes and covered it with a Maya Angelou poem, and the university has uh, backed down and said, We made a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. You're right. We're wrong. Oh, boy. Big chickens and um and it was staff of the university that put the poem there it was in their their student union building in a telephone interview uh the the leader of the painting over the the national pride poem said that kipling an english journalist author and poet who won the nobel prize for literature in 1907 um supported colonialism and had racist attitudes
1: i'm sure he did of course he did
0: yeah As a Brit in 1907. Actually, some historians, they quote in this article, say judging him by the standards of the time, he was quite enlightened. Right. But by our current times, he is not. And for that reason, the guy who won the Nobel Prize for Literature 100 years ago and has the most beloved poem in the country can't have that imprint on a wall at a university. You paint it over something else. And... um, I was thinking about some protests that went on in Los Angeles over the weekend, in which people were chanting "America was never great." America was never great. H- how far a jump is it from that poem can't be there because of the attitudes of the time to the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence can't can't be taken seriously because no, of can, the attitudes at the time? It's not that giant a leap. You can see it from
1: here. Yeah. 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 It'd take a while, but God, the the. Certainty of youth, the confidence and certainty of youth are hilarious at times and terrifying at times to behold. bunch of nineteen-year-olds know, you know what poems ought to exist and what we ought to, uh, how we ought to look at uh, professor, uh, historical figures. But if you have enough people, shut up, Junior. Shouldn't even be allowed to vote till you're thirty. My opinion. <laughs> Shouldn't be allowed to vote till you move out of your house. <laughs>
0: Your mom and dad's house. That's right. Um, uh, If you have enough people who believe America was never great, and then you go with that whole, uh, you can't have names on schools of people who were racists at the time or whatever, then pretty soon, yeah, you got to start looking at
1: the the founding documents. Well, yeah, America was never great, judged by your utopian standards plus presentism. It's an impossible standard. I mean, your, your hero professors were probably utterly objectionable back in 1980. If they were alive, you know, because they were saying things that were of their time. Yet, <laughs> that, that's conveniently overlooked by these same enlightened professors. But it's okay for them. Because, as always, we judge ours by the best of our intention, intentions, and we judge theirs by the worst examples among them. You know, it's, it, it, it would be boring if it wasn't so dangerous. Teddy Roosevelt was definitely a
0: racist by the the standards of today. Great progressive hero. Obviously, Washington and Jefferson had slaves, so the three of them need to be carved off Mount Rushmore. No doubt. Um, so the rats will eat dog poo, but not? Is that what we're led to believe? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't didn't wanna...
1: exactly follow it. Or is it that all those dogs discourage the cat population? Or?
0: No, it's... No, it's, it's the,
1: the poo. It's the poo. It's a mm. diet. I don't want to go too far down that road. I don't either. I don't want to go down that road at all. <laughs> I'd rather just glance down it and keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> so the J in Donald J. Trump stands for Jumpin' Jehoshaphat, according to Ian Bremmer. <laughs> so if you haven't followed the story this morning, what he said about Iran will shock you.
0: Well, he's not going to back it up, so it's not shocking. It's just uh, Or is it? The next time you make that sort of bluster, it's gonna fall a little flat stay tuned if you hadn't heard it coming up on the armstrong and getty show
1: armstrong and getty the conscience of the nation the armstrong and getty show
0: Rand Paul's tweets taken uh, worth taking a look at in a little bit but first the president's tweets which are getting attention today. Uh well cuz he's threatening world war 3?
1: Is that overstating it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yes it, it is. is. Clearly. Okay. Yeah, who would who would join with Iran if um you know the poo were to Russia contact wouldn't. the rotating blades of the ventilation device. Okay. To Iranian President Rouhani, writes, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. In all caps. Mm. Which means you're shouting? Yes. Highly questionable. Never ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. Next slide exclamation point in addition to the all caps at the end there so no more demented words of violence and death or you'll suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before i can only assume that would include fire fury and frankly power (laughs)
0: But in Iran, they end the, they end all their meetings with, okay, it looks like we're done here. Death to America. I'll Death see you Death to tomorrow. America,
1: Jim. Thanks.
0: Um, Death to America, Louise. We'll see you Monday. And, and and our president is saying you're not allowed to do that anymore or consequences the likes of which this planet has never seen,
1: which I don't know those would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Ian Bremer deleted his uh, Jumpin' Joe Hosefat tweet. I wonder why he did that. Um, He did uh, echo a tweet of one Donald J. Trump, private citizen, back in November of 2011. Trump tweeted, in order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. So, anyway. If indeed he is saying you're not allowed to issue any more verbal threats or something crazy is going to happen, either he means... They're gonna reimpose economic sanctions, really nasty ones, or and do our best to get anybody to go along with them. Um or or it's it's crazy because we're not going to go to war with Iran over them saying death to America. Did you see the story while we
0: were on vacation on how Israel got all that information about Iran's nuclear program that yeah. a lot of people thought was uh was was phony. Thought Netanyahu was making all those statements just to really re- you know, to really convince Trump to back out of the, the nuclear agreement. And mm-hmm. Israel has more to worry about than obviously anybody else in the world. But they sent in a whole bunch of Mossad guys late at night into one of their government buildings, broke in, torched safes, carted off thousands of pounds of documents and got them out of the country mm-hmm. in a matter of hours. It was a robbery. And then showed it to... Great Britain and the United States, in which Britain and the United States both said, yeah, that looks legit to us, that Iran was way further down the road toward nuclear weapons than any of us believed.
1: And was cheating consistently, 24-7, while claiming to not be. Yeah. You know, obviously that's to their credibility, um, because, you know, that was back in the day. Iran claims they're they're cooperating now and all those things. You're supposed to believe
0: them that now is different than then.
1: Well, and they were supposed to have dismantled things and thrown away the plans, et cetera, et cetera. But they saved absolutely everything. So, anyway, one more thought on um, on Trump and threatening Iran and the rest of it. Another thing, Ian Bremer has weighed in on. He pointed out that Iran's economy is expected to grow 1.8 percent this year, down from a projected 4.3 percent before President Trump left the nuclear deal. The, the forecast next year by BMI Research is a shrinkage of 4.3% their economy, which could put enormous pressure on the government there, which usually results in people marching in the street and them getting beaten and tortured and raped and thrown in jail. Um, you know, it's possible Trump has some sort of plan in mind of super economic pressure, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's decided it's time to bring them to the table. Like North Korea. A couple of tweets
0: from Rand Paul in the last 24 hours. So Senator Rand Paul curly headed uh senator from Kentucky who uh, doesn't keep his lawn tidy enough. Makes you want to just, uh, you see him looking the other way and you just spear him right in the side. Right. That's a it? temptation, isn't it? <laughs> he tweeted. Uh, and this... the
1: leaves haven't even started falling yet. <sighs> he tweeted,
0: this week I defended the president's foreign policy against the establishment of both parties. Which he did. Uh, Looks like I was rewarded with a left-wing attack about overseas spending. Truth is, I'm the only senator who has never traveled overseas at taxpayer expense. That's a heck of a claim to be able to make. Wow. Then he went on to this. Is John Brennan, former CIA director, is John Brennan monetizing his security clearance? Is John Brennan making millions of dollars divulging secrets to the mainstream media with his attacks on Donald Trump? Huh. Not exactly sure what he's talking about there. No,
1: I would have to go through everything he said in the last couple of weeks. Well, how's
0: he making money off of it? I mean, because Rand Paul is uh, suggesting that Brennan's the source of a lot of these leaks. He has access to, had access to information, has access mm. to information apparently, and uh, is is leaking it. But I don't know how he get makes money off of it. Anyway, oh, I haven't then, seen
1: his tax returns. Release the tax returns. And then
0: this tweet that's getting the most attention today: I will meet with President Trump and I will ask him to revoke John Brennan's security clearance. Wow. I didn't know if, if, as a former CIA director, you still got a security clearance.
1: I guess you do. I guess you do. The Randy man, remember, I read the blast last week where he said, John Brennan, a man who started his adult life by voting for communists, et cetera, et cetera, is despicable, uh, is lower than the underbelly of a worm. I can't remember the specifics of it, but that was the gist. Lower than a worm. Yeah. Rand is a man of principle. Not, uh, you know, landscaping, but principle. I thought he was going to weigh in on the threats against Iran thing. You, you fooled me there. No. Nope. Mm. Is anybody really commenting on that at this point? Is it oh. got, I mean, the cable news talking heads are, but what's, uh, what's, old, uh, what's the Huckabee woman said about it?
0: Elected officials? No, I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen that. Mm.
1: All right. Oh, somebody's, oh, a meme has started. Oh, brother, that's unfortunate. It's. It's light blue with a little uh, birdie on it. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. That looks like the uh, Twitter logo. And it says, when World War III starts, it'll start here. Twitter? Trademark. Twitter. Right. I, you know what? I don't think it would. I don't think people will send thousands of troops into the jaws of death over a tweet. You I certainly hope not. You know, I, I I think if somebody had tweeted something harsh at Archduke Ferdinand... I don't think we'd have had World War I. I hope.
0: I was the heaviest this weekend. I've been in quite some time. Oh, I'm, me too. I'm Funny coincidence. Blaming taking my son to the fair, in which I made some poor decisions. Ah! My son wanted me to ride a number of rides with him, because some of the rides he can't ride as a single. And uh, and I told him I can't do any spinny rides. And the only, he, A lot of the rides he wanted to ride were spinny rides. I said, I can't do spinning rides. I can't, especially after eating that. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll yak all over. Yeah. The up and down rides I'll do, but I can't do. I can't spin. Um, but I did some up and downs, which I hadn't done in a long time. Got soaking wet on the log ride. You might get a little damp. <laughs> yes. You might get Oof. a little. Just you might get a little spray. Oh. So no, I got. I mean, my shirt soaked completely through, like I jumped into a swimming pool.
1: Wet t-shirt contest. Yikes! <laughs> nobody wants that.
0: <laughs> no, and you think about that water, that gross oh. carny water. Oh. Oh. I assume that's where the carneys. Relieve themselves
1: at night. And then bathe in it. That's right. (laughs) Cuts down on costs. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're scientists who are trying to convince the carnies don't urinate and defecate in the same water you use to cook. It's like a third world nation.
0: I just, even when I was a little kid, I've always thought the log ride water just seemed gross. It's... It's abnormally warm, and it's just—it's not a good—it's not a good color. It doesn't smell right. I mean, but, when you're at a carnival, you're essentially in international waters,
1: anyways. Like, <laughs> I, I, there are no rules; anything goes. <laughs> well, that is got to be a breeding ground for all sorts of microbes. Oh, geez, a couple of weeks in the hot sun of, no. of uh, people spitting and snorting, and you know, God knows what else. But God, as you
0: age, the uh, the thrill of things just turns into I, I, I shouldn't do this. I hope your, but I don't
1: pull something.
0: Your brain saying this is. Not a good idea. <laughs> Ow, that hurt my neck. It hurt my neck. Stop the ride. I put him on some rides by himself. He rode that thing where you you go they spin you around and then drop the floor out and you stick up against the wall. Oh, yeah. He really enjoyed that. Wow. If I did that, there'd be vomit everywhere.
2: <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Trump administration's stepping up threats against Iran. We have an update for you and why you need to talk really, really fast when you see your doctor. Coming up. I'd imagine if you heaved on that
1: thing, you'd pretty much paint everybody on there, too, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, everybody'd have it stuck to their face. Oh, 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 that's a nice notion. That
0: would be gross. <laughs> Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a good text on that story I had earlier about them taking down a poem in Great Britain. One of the most beloved poems in their country because it was written by a guy who 120 years ago didn't have the proper racial attitudes. You need to take out that display of Cro-Magnon man at the museum due to their appalling treatment of women in their
1: environment. Good point. Because I mean, how far back do you go? Right, right. Oh, oh, I'd like to hear more. So it was about the author himself, not about the specific words of the, the no, poem? No, no,
0: the poem's fine. It's a beloved poem. It's because he particularly was soft on colonialism in the year 1900, as was everyone else. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, it's interesting.
1: I'm grateful uh, to Marshall for cleaning up my mess. I'd completely forgotten. There are too many stories in the news. The government needs to step in. I'd completely forgotten about the Mike Pompeo stuff about Iran, which Marshall will tell us about, um, because that's that's an important piece of the puzzle to figure out why the president was uh, tweeting so belligerently.
2: Perfect.
0: News Now with Marshall Phillips.
2: Over the weekend, yes indeed, Secretary of State Pompeo gave a speech at the Reagan Presidential Library in Southern California in which he blasted the leadership of Iran, accusing them of corruption and repression of their people.
1: The level of corruption and wealth among Iranian leaders shows that Iran is run by something that resembles the mafia more than a government.
2: Pompeo telling members of the Iranian-American community... I have a message for the people of Iran. The United States hears you. The United States supports you. The United States is with you. The proud Iranian people are not staying silent about their government's many abuses.
1: And the United States, under President Trump, will not stay silent either. Uh, Pompeo said, uh, you know, the Obama administration had uh, negotiated the nuclear deal, hoping that that would, right. uh, you know, improve the economy and embolden pragmatists and, um, you know, moderates and the rest of it. But Pompeo said Rouhani and Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Sarif are, quote, merely polished frontmen for the Ayatollah's international con artistry. Their nuclear deal didn't make them moderates, it made them wolves in sheep's clothing. And then I don't have the specific wording in front of me, but he said, The Ayatollah's the richest guy around, and he never pays any taxes. It's all a slush fund. They're they're a mafia. That's pretty good. That's some strong stuff. Yeah, I'll find the specific wording. But, um, yeah. So, listen, Trump can't threaten we're going to go to war with you if you say death to America anymore. Because it's just, they're going to say that immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, yeah, it appears that there is a concerted effort to put the squeeze on Iran economically. And to get the word to their people that, you know, hey, we're with you. We love you. It's the Ayatollah we don't like so well.
2: Meanwhile, President Trump's national security advisor is echoing the combative warning to Iran against deploying any more threatening language toward the U.S. Ambassador John Bolton saying he's spoken with Trump over the last several days and, quote, President Trump told me that if Iran does anything at all to the negative, they will pay a price like few countries have ever paid before and that's from john bolton all right
1: here we go um uh the level of corruption wealth among regime leaders shows that iran is run by something that resembles the mafia more than a government these hypocritical holy men have devised all kinds of crooked schemes to become some of the wealthiest men on earth while their people suffer uh let's see and then he brought up some hedge fund that the ayatollah has started really i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah, oh, it's too long. So that whole too religion
0: long. thing is just a cover for uh, we're just running a for-profit business here?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, where's that? And then he says we're asking every nation who's sick and tired of the Islamic Republic's destructive behavior to join our pressure campaign. Hmm. This especially goes for our allies in the Middle East and Europe, people who have themselves been terrorized by violent regime activity for decades. The goal of our efforts is to one day see Iranians in Iran enjoying the same quality of life
2: that Iranians in America enjoy. There you go. Another story that has uh, been making a lot of news today is that shooting they had in Toronto last night. The uh, mayor of uh, Toronto's thing, the shooting in a busy neighborhood, is a cowardly act of violence. He's angry that anybody would carry out such an attack on the city itself. Three people including the shooter, died in yesterday's attack. A police chief is saying it's still too early to say whether or not the shooting is terrorism. Again, the gunman was also killed in that. That's been unfolding since last night. And when you explain the reason for your visit to your doctor, you better make it fast, with a new study finding that doctors on average spend just 11 seconds letting patients talk before interrupting them. Well, that seems uh, reasonable. Scientists got the results. They studied interactions between patients and doctors in Minnesota and Wisconsin. They noted that interrupting can help clarify or focus the conversation and therefore benefit patients, but they added, it seems rather unlikely that an interruption... Even to clarify our focus could be beneficial at the very early stage in their encounter. I had one doctor that I finally fired
0: um because she wouldn't she never listened to anything I said. She'd say how are things? I'd start, I'd get like five words in and then she'd start talking. I finally caught on to that and then I would just sit there right. and listen to her go on and on and think, you have no interest in how I am. You have no interest in any of my symptoms, anything that's going on. Wow. And I just, I stopped going to her, and I finally got asked by other doctors, why right. aren't you going to her? I said, she, she doesn't listen to anything. I can't tell her anything. Wow. <laughs> but it's so freaking annoying. Oh, yeah, that sounds annoying. And once you pick up on it, right. it's a, so they're trained that they got to jump in right away because they're in such a hurry. And I'm sure they get yep. a lot of patients that just ramble on and on. My arm hurts, so yesterday I was in the garage. <laughs> And my wife called. She does this every time. I've told her not to, but she does. Right? I'm right in the middle of something, and she calls. She says, "Harry, you need to get in here." Well, at that time, I dropped down. I mean,
1: right, right. I, yeah, I sympathize. If you've ever dealt with the public, you know maybe a little redirect is necessary now and again. But yeah. Yeah, you got to see 27 patients in the next three hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell am I going to do that? <laughs> Number <laughs> yeah, one, <laughs> don't let them talk. Number two, don't listen. Number three, give them some drugs and get them out of here. You my chiropractor
2: was the same way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> well, Michael. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm at Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. I'm going to see a Sawbones uh, Friday, and I'm afraid he's going to want to saw on my bones.
0: My <laughs> one doctor did say about one problem. I, I said, you, you go to a doctor with knives and they're going to want to cut on you, so you want to stay away from them until unless you have to. Yeah, Doctors with knives want to cut. Right. <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, uh, we ought to at least, I suppose, take a look at this whole Cohen, Playboy model, recorded tape story. I'm rolling my eyes. That some of the media is really into. I do have a question. I think I have the question that I haven't heard answered yet. Maybe we got somebody listening that knows the answer. Maybe we can get an expert on the question that gets ignored all the time. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I have a question for Michael Avenatti. How do you know that there are other tapes? You're not in a position where you could possibly know that Properly. How do you know there are other tapes involving the President of the United States? Are you privy to what was seized from the office? That's a, that's a very important question. I wish you'd answer it.
1: Well, Alan, I'm not going to answer your question because I don't have to answer your question. I didn't but, think so. but, well, suffice it to say, Alan, that my uh, my accuracy rate over the last six months has been a heck of a lot better than yours as it relates to this matter and a whole no, host I'm of not, I'm not getting wait, into any no, 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 personal I just want to know
2: please don't how do you me. know it, because Alan, it's Alan, very
1: important. Alan, Alan, mm-hmm. please don't interrupt me. Okay, my my accuracy rate over the last six months um, has been spot on in this case. So it goes on
0: and on like that for quite some time. Uh, Point of order, Mr.
1: Chairman. Yeah. Why is one of the great constitutional scholars of our time arguing with a porn promoter? (laughs) (laughs) So on ABC this week, yesterday, they got
0: into the breaking news story. Friday was that Trump's personal lawyer, one of his personal lawyers how much of trump's life he handled is uh, is uh, up for discussion we don't know that yet i suppose we'll find out at some point mobbed up taxi cab license investor michael cohen he either hired he either handled small parts of trump's life and is not going to be a big deal or major portions of trump's life and is going to be a big deal i don't know which but it turns out he was recording conversations with donald trump wow and please don't do that and uh, you can do that legally, although Alan Dershowitz said there are some ethical problems where you could get, and Dan Abrams agreed with him yesterday, also a, a law expert, that you could end up losing your law license for doing that, because it's not it's not an ethical way to handle clients. You should sure. be disbarred from that, for that. Oh my that. God, yeah. Uh, but it's not against the law. But anyway, so he's uh, recording Trump's conversations, and Giuliani says he's heard the tapes over the weekend, and he said the tapes will clear them. Um, of course, Rudy says a lot of stuff. <laughs> these are the conversations on whether or not they should pay, not Stormy Daniels. The McDougal woman. But the McDougal woman, who is a Miss America? What was her story?
1: Playboy sure. yep. gal. She may have won a pageant here or
0: there. The she's... more attractive of the two, in case you're keeping track on that level. Um, <laughs> Trump was having an affair with for a year or something like that. That, I, I'm so confused by these stories. I need a lawyer in here to explain, explain to me. So he had an affair with this one woman for a year. Then she wants to sell her story to the National Enquirer. Correct. You're selling it your, because you had sex with a rich guy on TV. On, who's on TV, you feel like you should profit once he becomes a presidential candidate. Right. I mean, that's just fantastic. Um, so you're sounding a little judgmental. National Enquirer gives our 150 K for the story. Then doesn't print it. Is that a cr- buries it? Is that a crime? But Dershowitz was saying right. that's part of free speech. <laughs> I mean, the decision not to print as far as part of free speech. So went back and forth on that. But so anyway, uh, uh, Stormy Daniels lawyer. Her a- promoter. Avenatti was saying, look, there are more tapes. I know there are more tapes. And so then Dershowitz jumped in and said, how do you know there's more tapes? I want you to answer that question. And he said, I don't have to answer your questions. <laughs> and, uh, well,
1: and so what
2: if there are?
0: Dershowitz said, I don't think you understand the point of my question. My, the point of my question is, if you know there are more tapes, how do you know that? You shouldn't know that. If you know that, you've done something illegal. Right. If you have that information, if that conversation has been had, um, which then they... Diverted to something else. Well, that
1: big uh, bring a, a bad name to porn promotion is my concern, <laughs> um, since but, that's all that guy is. But so the root of all of this, and they kept going
0: further and further. As far as I can tell, the only possible crime that Donald Trump has committed is some sort of campaign finance violations. Yes. And, and if he did, what would that penalty be? And I wish somebody would explain that to me. Would it be what would he What would he have to pay? Would he have to pay back? Would he have to pay a fine? Is it a misdemeanor? Is it a felony? Do you go to jail? I mean, I don't I don't know what the penalty for that is. I'm pretty sure it's pretty minimal. In the fast and loose world of campaign finance, I'd which imagine it's n- a modest fine. Which they almost never enforce. Right. But if they for some reason, because it's Donald Trump, decided to jump it in and enforce it this time, worst case scenario, what is it? So that's the uh
1: the the, the pot of justice at the end of the rainbow. I then. think.
0: I don't know. Somebody else maybe can tell the me. The
1: holy grail. Is a twenty-five thousand dollar fine? Well, I don't know. I wish somebody would
0: tell me. I, they they never they never get to that. All right. They never get to the. Well, I would take the fun out of it. What's the worst case scenario here? He remains president.
1: <laughs> wow, wow, that's a little partisan there, Sean. We don't need that sort of uh,
0: <laughs> out of the it? out of the Stormy Daniels McDougal thing. What's the worst case scenario? I don't I don't even know what it is. Well, I don't think people are obsessed because they're trying to catch him in a crime. They're trying to catch him in a lie. Like everybody believes, he says that this crap is tr- all the time, which is, w-
2: which is fine if you're a
0: manager at McDonald's, <laughs> not if you're the but president. Do you think <laughs> it would have any effect on on politically if 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 because a giant chunk of people would never believe it, no matter what. And then then there's a even whole bunch if there's tapes of him saying discussing the payout, they would um, still not believe it. Okay. So let's let's go with the what well, they do. Do you think that think people would be bothered by that? I, I don't know. The th- I don't actually know. The theory being that a large portion of his support comes from the party that is traditionally much more concerned about things like that. Yeah. Well, they certainly didn't seem to be concerned about it when it came to election day. Because well, I mean, he's a well-known cheating on his wife. Is legendary know. for it.
1: Yeah. But it's a by. Bi- it's a. Uh, uh, what's the, what's the word? You got two choices. Binary. Binary. You got either that guy or you got Hillary. That's it. And in the next go-round, you got this guy with the judges he appoints. And, you know, a fair number of policies that are pretty reasonable and seem to be doing the economy a lot of good. Or the Democrat. It comes down to that. I don't know. And if... If... And, and and Sean, this is, uh, I mean, I appreciate your point, and you're right as far as it goes, but nobody can whip up even a tenth of a give a damn about he claimed that the, or when his lawyer paid off the porn girl... They didn't declare it as an in-kind contribution to his campaign, well, so but and Sean they should saying, have, because their greater purpose was to protect the but campaign. But Sean thinks
0: it's not that crime, it's the it's the it's what he did, which would have been true for every other president we've ever had. They'd already be out of office over this story. I <laughs> they would already be out of office over this story, but I don't think it applies to Trump for yeah, whatever old, reason. Here's my, here's my example. Almost 70% of Republicans thought he did a great job standing there in Helsinki with that speech next to. Uh, that's Looney Tunes. And you know, talking about having the tape, there's the tape right there. <laughs> I mean, we all looked at it, and I thought, oh my God, I can't believe he just did that. And two thirds of uh, the Republican Party said, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I actually assume. read a really good defense of, of Trump in Helsinki. It really thought-provoking. Maybe I'll get to that at some point. Although, I, this morning, I tuned into CNN. They're still flogging it in the same old way. And I thought, good God, who could listen to this? But I think maybe you have a new angle to it. But in an answer to your rules, Jack, I'm thinking back to my law school training in, ter- in terms of uh, campaign finance laws. I, As a guy who almost went to, uh, to law school, I, I did all the reading in advance. And so this is, if I recall correctly... The maximum penalty for contributions and expenditures made in violation of these statutes, uh, but which are not knowing and willful. Oh, oh, that's not knowing and willful. Uh, let me go back into my memory banks for a willful violation. <laughs> but the, long and short of it. Oh, the penalty for knowing and willful violations is either el- whichever is greater, $11,000 or twice the amount of the contribution or expenditure involved. Okay, so three hundred grand. <coughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so then that is a nothing. You just pay it. Right. Um, well, we didn't know that was an in-kind contribution. Who knew? Sure. Happy to cooperate. Here's your jack.
0: So the legal thing, that's the worst-case scenario. The political part of it, I don't know. I don't know. What percentage of voters will think, oh, my God, I
1: believed him that he doesn't
0: cheat on his wife, and it turns out he does. That, maybe, maybe, that's that's the that's
1: only, a, maybe that's a chunk of people. I don't know. That's the only group in this question I don't get. The the people who don't think this stuff is true. I mean, I don't. S- I'm not certain it's true, but the Stormy Daniels? Come on. Well, well, I'm pretty certain. But I mean, Trump was well known for cheating on Ivana with Marla Maples before they broke up, right? And doing a little dating around at times uh, on on Marla Maples.
0: Well, and he was married at the time that story. He was telling Billy Bush, Billy Bush about taking that chick
1: furniture shopping, right? Right, so I don't I, I don't get how you could be shocked by that at this point, but um, th- uh, my final question is... Furniture shopping. Why the hell is the porn promoter on George Schnuffleupagus at all? <laughs> why is the porn guy on there? I Stormy don't... Daniels' lawyer commenting on the Cohen tapes about the other gal,
0: McDougal? Why? Because it was a good argument between him and
1: Dershowitz, uh, and made
0: for good television, which I watched. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.